The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We're going to start right here this afternoon. Police forces around the world in the spotlight as events continue to unfold from the death of George Floyd. Um at the hands or rather knee of a, of a Minneapolis police officer this week. Edmonton Police Chief Dale McPhee called the death of Mr. Floyd unwanted and criminal and that there needs to be accountability. Now, just a short time after that, a photo of two smiling Edmonton police officers holding a man being detained was made public. It had been posted on Instagram and then in the last 24, 36 hours, a video of a 2018 arrest of a black man here in Edmonton showing an officer with a knee on the suspect's neck. It was made public, or that's what it looks like anyway. There is a lot to talk about today with Chief McPhee. Chief, welcome back to the show. Thanks for for having me. All right. Um, Chief, when you're looking at what happened in (coughs) Minneapolis, when you see what is happening in the U.S. and at many of these rallies, what's going through your mind right now? Tell us how you're processing what you're seeing. Well, I mean, probably like anybody else uh, saw the video and uh, quite frankly, it was sick to my stomach. It was very disturbing. Um, you know, as I, as I said, it's it's criminal. It's unacceptable. Uh, it's not obviously professional to say the, the very least. And, uh, you know, and, you know, it's the perfect storm. Uh, there's a lot of things that have existed for a lot of years. And, uh, you know, it's uh, here's an example of it that, that needs mm-hmm. to be dealt with. So it's it's to use the right people, the right minds, uh, to look what is the path forward and how do we fix this. This isn't something you give up. Uh, this is where leadership needs to step up, take ownership, and you know, change some of the things that we need to change. So what does that look like? Um, you said earlier this week it's made us all look at ourselves internally, externally, and realize that this in particular, this death, is certainly not part of the profession of, of policing. Um, you've you've said there needs to be accountability. So what does that look like, Chief? Well, well I mean, I think there's several things. I think if you uh, you break it down and see what the police are responding to right now, and, you know, you've heard a, a lot of the critics out there, but uh, I think you've heard me say this many times, uh, up to 92% of our calls for service aren't really criminal in nature, but, you know, we've got a disproportionate number of people going into the criminal justice system. I've been pretty fortunate uh, to be all over the world in some of these issues. Um, I think there are solutions. I think it's a law enforcement public health model. It's to try to get the right uh, people into the justice system and the right people into the support system. When we're talking mental health, we're talking addictions, we're talking various different things, and I I think this is the platform for that change. Uh, And then I think on the other not we have to take responsibility and accountability um you know quite frankly if uh you look at it from any kind of professional lens as you know what a good cop hates best it's a bad cop and uh you know those that have egregious behavior like we see in minneapolis need to be held accountable and you know and, and there is a court system for that and that's exactly what's going to take place in the u.s and what our goal now is to do what we can to to stop this uh, a coming across the north to the border but the stuff that is here maybe not as egregious we need to take it serious and, and we need to change uh, and we're well on our way to changing some of these things we we've uh, made community as one of our pillars in our new strategic plan um, you know we've uh, built out various components a whole new unit called community safety and well-being that's designed to, to take out the demand of the justice system and that's the work with community and our not-for-profits and we need to continue that stuff 
but that's hard work and you know what mm-hmm. <laughs> it's work that's going to change and it's uh, it's stuff that uh, needs to be made a priority and it's not something that we can waffle on it's not something we can just go back and revert to say the status quo is okay what are you hearing from your members right now well, I, I think it's. Uh, I, I don't think anybody watched the video that's policing as a professional and isn't sick by the video on the south. And I mean, are we uh, seeing a frustrated community right now? Are we seeing things come out of the word work from years ago that maybe have been dealt with? Yes, we are. But that frustration still exists. And this is a time for us to show leadership and to show patience. You know, uh, we're told that there's a protest on, on Friday, and I think it's important that we, you know, know make the story about police there's people that are frustrated and they want their voices to be heard but at the same time you know it needs to be done peacefully it needs to be done loud it's not about what we're seeing to to the south where we're destroying people's livelihoods and businesses and stuff that stuff obviously unacceptable but this is where leadership and loud voices need to be heard but it's also where we can actually sit down and design the new plan or the new system together and police are only as effective as as their community and the community that they work with and to serve and if you lose touch of that, uh, you're, you're going to be fighting a long, losing battle. So it's important that we go shoulder to shoulder and we, we take the ownership of the things that we need to change. And, you know, when we get community involved in some of the things that they might be best to change. So I, everybody's seen it as a negative. And, you know, I've been in the space for a while. I actually see this as potentially a big positive. And uh, there's a lot of different things that I think we can build out of it. Um, when you um, took on the role as police chief, um, a lot of advocates uh, were, were thrilled to have you here saying, because you have always believed diversity and, and, and inclusion um, is, a, is a huge strength. Um, do you feel that that has been kicked back? You know, that those, those comments, which you've said, when you say that you're going to stand side by side, shoulder to shoulder, so shoulder to shoulder have been kicked back, knocked down, diminished based on what's happening? You know what? I've been in this fight for a long time trying to create this change, and there's going to be knockdowns and there's going to be setbacks, but your true partners are the ones that are going to prevail, and they're going to work with you to drive the necessary change that's to to, to the benefit of the people that need the services. So I think if we give up, uh, this is about our kids and our grandkids, and the reality is that's not an option. So a setback is a setback. Uh, This is a big setback, but it's also a time to open your minds and open your hearts and and change this. And, And there's a large role for a lot of different players in this. I mean, how many times have we seen, we've done a study, you know, missing Indigenous women and girls. We do another inquiry, another study, do another study, do another study. We need some implementation. We need some action. And if we fail along the way, it's not because of trying. But to say the status quo and uh, and, and to continue to have it uh, on the front line policing, responding and, and having, you know, a large portion of the mental health and addictions going to the justice system, that's not working. It never has. It never will. So here's a chance to change some of that stuff. And it just so happens that a lot of our minority populations are overrepresented in the risk factors. And it's not mm-hmm. because of their race or their culture. And that's been known for many years, but we still try to deal with it the same way. So uh, I'm, I'm optimistic. Uh, you know, the sky's still blue in the world. I know it's not going to be easy, but, you know, that's not that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm here to, to do my job and, and not to protect my job. And part of that means I, I have to be that voice for change and I have to be that voice for accountability. But I also want to say that 
you know, coming into the Edmonton Police Service, we do thousands of contacts every day. And for the large part, most of these are very, very positive, And we can't lose sight of that. Those are the people that are going to get us through, you know, the relationships that we have with some of the organizations that are doing great work in this uh, city is what's going to get us through. And you know what? It's also going to be uh, yourselves in the media. We need to we need to get together and we need to figure it out. It's uh, the worst thing probably hurting us right now is, is the faceless social media. It's one thing to be able to have a conversation, but it's, not, it's, not, it's pretty hard to have a face or a conversation with somebody that doesn't have a name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're so right about that. Uh, you talk about uh, all of those thousands of interactions that happen a day. And, and Chief, there was some um, uh, documents back from 2017 that showed black people were 3.6 times more likely to be stopped during a street check in Edmonton. Indigenous people, four times more likely. And Indigenous women, 6.5 times more likely to be stopped. What's being done to address that? That's exactly what I said. We need to get into the communities. We need better work in relation to mental health and addictions. We have... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, community safety and well-being team to look at demand reduction because let's face a couple things here. Generally, when police respond to a call, it's from a caller. Uh, a large portion of our calls are that way. And that's because of a behavior, not because of a race. And that behavior is overrepresented by race because it's overrepresented in some of the issues in relation to mental health, addictions, and other things. And we need to address the roots of this stuff. And if we don't start addressing the roots, then we're obviously not going to get the solution. And it's important that we differentiate this from organized crime and gangs and stuff like that. That's the folks that choose, and I said this in the day I was here, those are the folks that disproportionately over-represent recontact in the justice system. We need to, uh, that's, that's an avenue where enforcement actually works and rehabilitation works. But on the other side, where our vulnerable population, our response right now isn't working, hasn't worked in this country, the U.S. or many other countries yet. Doing it faster, and I think you heard me say as well, just by measuring response times doesn't change the actual action to get people out of the system. So we're very much focused. This is exactly part of our strategic plan. Will it set us back a little bit? Perhaps. But we're committed to, you know, uh, you know. obviously we need to work with our communities and we're going to continue to do that. But we're not just going to, uh, you know, listen to the faceless voices. We want the partners that are going to come out and work with us to actually create the change together. And that's why I think this protest and people having their voices heard is such a good thing. It, you know, as long as it's peaceful it's a good thing to be heard and I think everybody needs to stop take a breath and listen Chief uh, Dale McPhee joining me this afternoon from the Edmonton Police Service. Chief, I have to ask you about a couple of things that have happened uh, this week. Um, and, and so I'm going to start with that photo on Instagram. You found out about it on Mondays. It's been sent to the Professional Standards Branch. For those who don't know what I'm talking about, it was a photo that showed two smiling police officers holding a man being detained. It's now being investigated. Um, to me, um, officers should know that they shouldn't do that, Chief. To me, that should just be a no-brainer. Uh, agreed. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and defend it. It's exactly why I ordered the investigation. Now we need to find out exactly what transpired, who was actually involved. And, you know, we have to make our decisions. Can that be rehabilitated? Can that behavior change? And we need to make decisions accordingly. And, and we will. That's what I'm here for. I, I have no problem making those decisions. But at the same time, like any other profession, we need to handle it in the right way and do the right work around it. And we will disclose those uh, uh, those uh, findings once we have it uh, completed. And that's my commitment. And that hasn't wavered. And the minute I knew the investigation uh, was undertaken, and, you know, I, again, I, that's my job.
Chief, uh, what, can, maybe you can expand a little bit more on what happens when a case like this goes to the professional standards branch for those of us who don't know uh, exactly what happens inside the Edmonton Police Service. So professional standards uh, um, obviously is made up of uh, police officers and civilians uh, within our organization. Uh, this is the work they do. They're very, uh, very good at it. Uh, I've been around several different models in several different provinces and several different countries. I think our model is, is good. Uh, are there some things that maybe we could change provincially, possibly? Uh, but I think uh, what I've seen in relation to a product is it comes out very thorough. It, uh, it describes the circumstance of the offense. It allows uh, the person that was uh, uh, obviously offended the opportunity to have a voice. In this particular instance, that there wasn't a complainant, but we're actually trying to find the, the individual to actually get him and get his voice. So uh, that's the type of thing they're going to do. So we have all the facts, and when we make a decision, we make the decision uh, with the right circumstances, under the right circumstances. I have to ask you about this as well. There's a 14-second video that has come to light in the past 24 to 48 hours that appears to show an Edmonton police officer arresting a black man in 2018. In the arrest, the officer's knee appears to be on the man's neck. Have you seen that video? I, I, you you know what? Uh, like like you, I have. Uh, and I mean, let me let me just be very clear on that one because I, I think it's important yep. that the facts come out on this one. Okay. You mentioned it happened in 2018. That's correct. It was investigated. Uh, uh, Obviously, that was before me, but have I reviewed it? You bet I have. Uh, was investigated. There was independent witnesses as well as police. There was two videos of this. Uh, the approximate uh, time on the neck was uh, is about 40 seconds is, is what the videos show. Um, do we train neck restraint? Absolutely not. Some police services do. Edmonton Police Service doesn't. But in a dynamic situation and where your leg gets and where your circumstances to take somebody under control, that's a fluid situation. Uh, that particular officer in this case, case uh, was found that he handled himself appropriately. Uh, the individual uh, was contained. It wasn't something like you. everybody's comparing this to, to what happened in the U.S. where somebody sat there deliberately for eight minutes. That did not happen. Uh, there was no injury in relation to that. Uh, but, you know, I, there's another piece to this, and, and this is really what I want to get the message to people. I saw the video on national news last night, and uh, Ms. Nagazi and uh, Mr. Ricardo and we're reaching out to them to have a discussion because they've been impacted with their interaction between the between us and the police. It doesn't change the findings of the investigation, but we now need to take the responsibility as how do we repair that? How do we actually, is there something that we can do to help them understand or to at least be listened to that we can be better at going forward? Uh, or can we actually uh, take away their fear of police? And that's something that we're committed to do and, and, and we're, we're doing that right now that's not something we're going to do through the public uh but you know and that's something if they're if they're willing to do that my door is open for that stuff but at the same time i want to be very clear this has been investigated it has been investigated thorough when we throw a video out on the social media and it's only a portion of the call we don't look at a portion of the call we go out and we are absolutely diligent to look at every aspect of information that we can find so we can get the full picture and i can assure you in this particular case that was done and i can assure you though 
that that message from what I saw uh, from Mr. Gazi and uh, Mr. Rotondo was genuine. They were they were heartfelt. They they have fear and whatever the, the the underlying instrument, if that's because of us or because of other things and compounded by us, we need to have that discussion with them because a professional standards investigation and applying discipline doesn't always fix the problem. And the problem is is the relationship. It's the relationship that we're investing and doubling down on right now. Uh, Chief McPhee, when it comes to de-escalation training, I know the Edmonton Police Service does have de-escalation training, and I know that is an important part of, of what you do. Uh, how, what does that look like uh, within the service? You know, it, it, it's interesting. We just had our use of force and de-escalation uh, in, uh, uh, expert in front of uh, of um, uh, all media outlets here about an hour ago, and it went on for an hour, and try to explain exactly that. And, I mean, De-escalation, if you just take about it in in the, in the obviously context, is to do everything within your power, whether it's verbal, judo, basically de-escalate a situation, the power of your voice, and et cetera, and everything in between. You know, there's a use of force continuum in policing, and last and least is what you want to do is lethal force, and obviously physical contact is probably in the middle of the spectrum, but that's something that's trained into our officers at every level, uh, and it's something we do. And, I mean, even in our recruiting uh you know, we're right now out there trying to get these thought thinkers and, and people that we can actually find to bring some of this thinking to the job. And then we train them to another level with some of the de-escalation training. But, you know, for a, for a large part of this is what an officer doesn't want to do is actually have to use force or that should be the projected thing. But keep in mind, uh, and you, you've lived in Edmonton a long time. Do we have a meth issue out there? Do we have different things? Yes, we do. And are people unpredictable on that stuff? You bet they are. So the officer has to make individual assessments and has to be held accountable. I think we're pretty good at that. I think our association does a great job of representing its members to making sure that we're fair and in the middle in relation to how we uh, deliver the services. But it's a, it's, a, it's a situation where every call you go to could be different and you have to be prepared for it all. And part of that is the, is the, is the training, part of it's the de-escalation training, but we train and train and train. And back to the point that you made originally, we don't train to use neck restraint. Some police services do. It's, it's not a practice that uh, is uh, out of every police service. Some police services still do, but our hope is that de-escalation is first and foremost what we can do. Chief, we're pretty much out of time here, but before I let you go, what do you want uh, the community to know right now? What do you want uh, the black, indigenous, people of, of a color community to know? You know, I, I understand their frustration. Uh, I think you know as well that I've got a fair bit of experience and obviously my AT background, I, I understand the issues. Uh, we understand the issues. We understand the feeling and we're committed to working with them for solutions. But I, I, again, I want to also reiterate, we're looking for the leadership that want to work with us. And uh, uh, those that, uh, you know, we've got people out there calling me a liar that have never met me or calling me fat and challenge me to a fight. Well, probably. <laughs> Probably right on the on the fat part, but I don't think they want to challenge me on the other part. But long story short is, you know what? We gotta figure out the right answers. We gotta do it collectively together, and we're gonna make some mistakes. But failure is just to put this in in the back and form a committee how to study things. We need some action, some implementation, and it's gonna take leadership. And and we're there to lead with them. And
and sometimes uh, I firmly believe that we don't need to be on top, we need to be underneath them when we actually lead our communities and that's the message that we're going out to our communities right now and a lot of our community clubs in the inner city and other parts of Edmonton. What can we do to get underneath you? Because it doesn't work if the police are on the top of the system. We have a lot of information, a lot of ability and get back to what I said is most of our calls for service are in the space of, uh, of, uh, uh, of the mental health and addictions and those are the things that we really need to bring new solutions to and it's long overdue and we need to use this as the avenue to find these different uh, ways of dealing with it and we're committed to that. And Chief McPhee, always good to talk to you. I thank you for your time today. Thank you, Jaylen. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. That is Edmonton Police Chief Dale McPhee joining us uh, this afternoon. You heard him talk about de-escalation experts and the work that they're doing.